Welcome to this edition of the Alabama Historical Association's podcast program. I'm your host, Marty Olaf, and I talk with people who conduct interesting research and do interesting things concerning Alabama history. You can find out more about the Alabama Historical Association, a membership organization devoted to Alabama history, by pointing your browser at our website, www.alabamahistory.net. Our guests are Gerald Crook, Alabama History Day State Coordinator, and Huntsville High School student and History Day competitor, Elizabeth Roninus. Welcome to both of you, and thank you for joining us. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having me. Gerald, tell us about Alabama History Day. My involvement with Alabama History Day actually began back in 2018 when I was working with the Alabama Bicentennial Commission. And I got an email from an Alabama Humanities Foundation employee who was soliciting judges for this history competition. I had no idea what she was talking about, but it sounded like a few hours out of the office, so I jumped on the opportunity. At that point, I registered to judge junior division performances. That was my first experience, and it was fantastic. I thoroughly enjoyed watching the students share their projects. Fast forward to June, I actually came on board at the Alabama Humanities Foundation as the state coordinator for Alabama History Day. Alabama History Day is part of National History Day. So what is National History Day? Essentially, it is a national competition that engages 6th through 12th grade students in the endeavor of historical research. It's a fantastic program in that it allows students to really dig into historical topics and the sources that tell the story of those topics. Then they can present their findings in one of five categories, paper, performances, which is what I judge, documentary, which is also 10 minutes, a website, which is the newest category in the program. Then uh, there's an exhibit, which is kind of like your traditional cardboard trifold display, although I will say most students create some really incredible displays using a variety of materials. How does the competition work? The competition itself is tiered. Some schools participate in a local competition, and then they ascend to the state competition, which is what I'm in charge of coordinating. Students who compete there can win first, second, or third place, and then the first and second place winners qualify to move on to the National History Day competition, which takes place every year at the University of Maryland around the second week of June. Thousands of students travel across the country and also across the world because it incorporates all 50 states but also eight U.S. territories or protectorate areas. Incredibly diverse students and teachers and parents all descend on the University of Maryland's campus, and it's just one big historical festival, really, and it's absolutely phenomenal. When does the Alabama History Day competition take place? This year it will take place on April 17th at the campus of uh, Auburn University at Montgomery. How do schools get involved with the Alabama History Day competition? Really what we have depended on is the enthusiasm of teachers who are just really enthusiastic about history, not just history teachers that participate in the competition. It runs the gamut. We've had science teachers, English language teachers, theater teachers, you know, technology teachers. Anyone could engage in this program. Those teachers are the ones who are creating like an extracurricular space for students to participate, or they implement this program into their classroom. 
while it is a little bit of extra work, this program fits very, very well into a lot of what they're already doing in their classrooms. From then, it's just they, you know, get the students to take on the assignment, and it just takes off from there. How large is the state program? We had 144 students across the state participate. That number that's up from about 121 students the year before. Some of those students had to go through countywide or citywide competitions, but the majority of them just did their projects in class and then came straight to us at the state competition last March. The bulk of participation comes from the Mobile metropolitan area and the Huntsville metropolitan area. So I'm really working on getting everyone in between to jump on board as well. We also have with us a talented and experienced competitor, Elizabeth Ronimus of Huntsville. Elizabeth, tell us about your experience with Alabama and National History Day. This is my sixth year. I started National History Day back in sixth grade. My social studies teacher introduced this to us as a year-long program. She had a couple of students come in to us who made it to the state competition. The categories that they competed in were exhibit performance and websites. And she said, Hampton Cove, which was the middle school that I went to, has not sent a documentarian or a person who's done a performance to the state level. And so that was one of the driving factors for me to do a documentary because I wanted to be one of the first people from my middle school to go to the state competition. When I showed up to the state competition, to my dismay, I got first place. It was very surprising because it was my first year. And I went to the national program, and I have been able to represent the state of Alabama in College Park, Maryland, for five years. There is an amazing opportunity because you get to show your documentary or your project to professors or other judges. And it's just really unique to see all the different people who come together to produce all their projects. Congratulations on your success. Tell us what your documentary was about. My documentary was about Nellie Bly. She was a female reporter. So she was in Pennsylvania, and she wanted to go to New York. And there she met Joseph Pulitzer, who ran The World, which was a big newspaper company. It was very unique for women to be in a workforce, and if women were reporters, they would write about fashion. But Nellie Bly did not want to do that. She wanted to do actual, like, stunt reporting. So she went to Joseph Pulitzer, and she said, hey, do you see Blackwell's Island off of New York? I'm going to go inside and see the conditions. She was in there for 10 days, and she reported about all the terrible conditions that were in the mental institution. And it found out that a lot of the women who were there just could not speak English or they did not have enough money to pay their bills. So if they weren't able to pay their bills, they were just shipped off to the insane asylum. Another remarkable story about Nellie Bly is she went around the world in 80 days. She was inspired by Jules Verne's book, Around the World in 80 Days. She met her goal, and she actually beat it, in fact, and went around the world in 72 days with a bag. And so that was my what my project was about. How long was your documentary? I believe my documentary was at the max limit, 10 minutes. 
one thing that's very difficult about a documentary is if you cover a very complex topic, you have to tell your story in a way that everybody understands. It's clear, concise, and able to fit within 10 minutes. It's very difficult to do, but you just have to be able to pick out the stories that you want to tell that will benefit your documentary. It sounds like you were able to do this quite well. Elizabeth, tell us a little bit more about yourself. I am a junior at Huntsville High School. I am in the marching band, also in concert band. I really enjoy history. I'm actually one of the founding members of my social studies honor society, and I have gotten some people interested in competing in National History Day at the high school level, which is very rare because as a high school student, you have to do National History Day on your own time, which can be very consuming. So I'm trying to get Huntsville High have a National History Day representation at the state-level competition in the spring. I'm usually the only one, and so I'd like to have Huntsville High have a bigger representation. Elizabeth, what are your plans after high school? My plan after high school is to go to Mississippi State and major in biomedical engineering. I would also like to be the family doctor, so I would like to use biomedical engineering to get to med school. And I figured out that if I don't get into med school or don't want to be a doctor, I can rely as the biomedical engineering as a backup plan. Sounds like a great plan. Tell us what your History Day project will be this year. National History Day always has a yearly theme, and it is breaking barriers. I live in Huntsville, Alabama, which is the rocket city, and I am surrounded by space exploration, and I absolutely love the space age, the space race, anything to do with space. And so this year I am highlighting how Marshall Space Flight Center broke barriers by hiring African Americans. And this was very important because this happened during the early 1960s, before a lot of the major civil rights events happened. National History Day provides more opportunities than just competition, isn't that right? Nationals is usually in the week of June. I believe it's the week of Flag Day. And on the Sunday, you have opening ceremony, which is really amazing because they introduce all the states. And one of the cool things about Nationals is you get to trade buttons with other state and even other countries. So at Nationals, you have one day to show up for, and that is your presentation. And then if you make it for finals, you get to have the opportunity to present your project to the higher-level competition as well. So did you get to do any sightseeing? College Park is outside of Washington, D.C., and that is an amazing opportunity because you get to go to the Capitol. When I was in eighth grade, I had the amazing opportunity to meet Congressman Mo Brooks, and go inside of the Capitol and see what the building is like, because you always drive by it. But it was really cool to have a tour inside of the Capitol. I was also able to tour the Department of Treasury, where they make all the money. It's really amazing to see the process of how they actually make the money. There's also countless museums that you can visit on the National Mall. One of my favorite museums was the International Spy Museum. And they have all of these collections about cool gadgets that were used during the Cold War. And especially since I love the Cold War, this museum was also up my alley. I also mentioned that I'm really interested in medicine. And one of the cooler museums that I had an opportunity to go to 
was the National Museum of Public Health. They combined my two favorite topics of science and history together in this one museum. Did you visit any places outside of D.C.? You have a lot of opportunities to visit different places. On the way there, I have visited Mount Vernon, Montpelier, and also Monticello. So National is just a really unique experience. In addition to presenting your project, you can visit all these different unique and amazing museums that are right up your alley and have all of your interests. Gerald, let's go back to Alabama History Day. As the state coordinator, how do you find judges for the competition? And if people want to get in touch with you about being a judge, how can they go about doing that? One way that you can reach out to us is go to our Facebook page. If you just type in the search bar, Alabama Humanities Foundation, or you can reach out to the Alabama History Day Facebook page and communicate there that you have an interest in being either a volunteer or a judge for the competition. You can also easily just email me at the letter J, C R O O K at alabamahumanities.org and let me know there that you would like to be a judge. We have a pretty decent web presence here at Alabama Humanities Foundation. You can sign up at alabamahumanities.org for our monthly newsletter. It's called eMosaic. We also send out notifications that we're looking for judges that way, too. Although the state competition occurs in April, you begin looking for judges in mid-November. Is that correct? We like to start recruiting early to get folks that express interest in judging. Absolutely. Are you looking for any particular qualifications for judges? Not really. We'd love for judges to have a historical background of some sort. You need to have some knowledge of historic topics. Also, how historical research works as well. These students are doing a lot of reaching out to historical professionals, history professors, historical authors. They're conducting interviews. They're digging through archives across the state as well as across the country. So we would like for the judges to be able to pinpoint that and recognize the students' efforts in being able to conduct sound, robust historical research. You could be a teacher, history professor, museum professionals. We welcome everyone, generally. Do you plan any training or outreach opportunities for teachers? And the southeast corner of the state is one area that we have not seen a lot of activity or participation from. So we're planning to do a teacher workshop in the area to orient teachers to the programs, probably mid-January. So we're inviting teachers in the area and also across the state down to Dothan to learn about Alabama History Day and how you can implement it at your school. In addition to that, we're planning to do a webinar, which will be a condensed version of this teacher workshop. In addition to judges, you have to have sponsors to pull this off too, don't you? I'd just like to give a shout out to some of our partners who provide special prizes for the competition. The student can win first, second, and third place, but there are also prizes awarded for standing out among the competition. We have the Mobile Medical Museum. They sponsor the Samuel Eichel II Prize in Medical History. Elizabeth is actually the inaugural winner in the senior division of that prize from last year. We also have the Interstate Character Council Prize, which is sponsored by the Interstate Character Council. That prize is awarded to a student who has exhibited the development of character throughout the process of their research. 
Uh, we also have the Alabama Historical Commission, who will be sponsoring two Duke Prizes this upcoming year, a prize in Alabama Multicultural History and an Alabama History Award. We award it to students who talk to diversity in Alabama or who do a topic on Native American history in Alabama. The Birmingham Athletic Partnership, who's sponsoring the special award in sports history. So if a student does an amazing job illustrating historical topic in sports, they'll be awarded as well. Does the national competition sponsor awards as well? The national competition has special awards that range from monetary values, also go as large as sponsoring trips. There's the Irish History Award, where the winner gets to actually take a trip to Ireland. Elizabeth, you have something to say here too, don't you? I would like to add, relating to what Mr. Crook said about special awards, it is really amazing how there's these companies that out there who are willing to support students like me and recognize our efforts and our hard work. And the special awards that they present to you at the state competition in nationals is really significant because it recognizes all the hard work, but it also supports the students with scholarships to make their projects better. What role does the Alabama Humanities Foundation play in all of this? The Humanities Foundation provides the state coordinator. Again, my job is to sell the competition, if you will. In my travels, I've found that a lot of people just aren't aware that the competition exists. So that's something that I'm working to change. When doing that, I travel around to different schools across the state to inform administrators and teachers who are particularly passionate about history and teaching and special projects about this program. One of the things that we've been able to do here lately is to provide a means for teachers and administrators to implement this program at their school at a very low stress level, if you will. We had a rock star teacher from the Hustle area, Debbie Hester, who was at Hampton Cove Middle School, introduced the program to her class just by chance, and it took off. She was very excited about that, and she was able to get an enrichment course for project-based learning established at her school. Once that was done, the rest was, for lack of a better term, history. She had a lot of students buy in, and the program became very, very popular at her school. Well, Ms. Hester has since retired after a few years of doing the program and actually sending students to the national. She retired around the same time I came on board, and she reached out to me and said, hey, I'm just so absolutely in love with this program, and I hate to part with it. How can I help? In working with her, we were able to get her game plan and format it so that teachers buy into this and replicate it in their classrooms. We have what we call an Alabama History Day educator portal where teachers can log in and they can get access to lesson plans for Alabama History Day, classroom handout, letters to pass along to their principal or superintendents to help make a case for this program. Now to Elizabeth's point in supporting students and teachers financially, those students who do place first and second at the state competition, again, they're the ones who move forward to the national competition. As the Humanities Foundation, we actually cover the cost for the registration for those students, which typically ranges between $120 $150. So we cover that registration for the students as well as the teachers. Taking it a step further, we provide some funds for those students who travel to the competition. Last year, we were able to cover uh, half of the cost for rooming and meals if the students chose to stay on campus. This year, what I'm thinking we're probably going to do is just provide a lump sum of money. But that's what the humanities role is in, in all of this. 
History Day is for students in grades 6 through 12, correct? Correct. The junior division is for the 6th through 8th graders, and the senior division starts at ninth grade and goes through 12th grade. I'll also say that students can work individually or in a group of up to five people. But a caveat with that, with the paper category, you can only work as an individual on a paper, but you can work in a group of up to five students. So that makes it a collaborative effort, which is also a really cool angle of this program. So, again, the possibilities are vast, and just encourage our students and teachers to dive in and see what they can get out of this amazing program. Thank you, Gerald Crook, Alabama History Day coordinator, and Elizabeth Runnanus, History Day prodigy, for joining us today. Thank you, Dr. Olaf. Thank you for this amazing opportunity. Thank you for joining us today. This has been another edition of the Alabama Historical Association podcast program. Our music is the traditional tune, Whistle By, performed at city stages in 1996 by James Bryan and Carl Jones. It's provided courtesy of the Alabama Folklife Association, which you can find on the web at alabamafolklife.org.